You're listening to the Bored to Death Bingecast, talking TV shows and movies in easily digestible chunks. Hello again, ladies and gentlemen, and other assorted gender assignations. Welcome back to the Bored to Death Bingecast. I am Jay, being joined by Zeke. And hello. That's Nami, aka the Peanut Gallery. Uh, Cat from Shadow Cat. Uh, cosplay is also here, but will most likely not be participating because, Sorry. yeah, um, she's just not very interested in this uh, in Wandavision because we are back for episode five. Uh, Sam uh, got well, yeeted by Wanda. Yeah, he got yeeted out of uh, out of Westview. Uh, he'll be back next week, <laughs> most likely. Uh, Chris is at work because as we record this, it's coming up on on the big game. Can't actually call it uh, by its proper name because I don't want to get hit by the NFL for some reason or other. Like, really? they t- like you never know. You wow. never know. Uh, You're too but, strange. Yeah, yeah. But um, so yeah, Chris, Chris is Chris is just very busy with uh, with work right now. We will get him back in for one of these for one of these before the end of the season. If if nothing else, we'll just do a rap cast for it. Um, but yeah, so last week was the sort of like meta episode of WandaVision where we saw what was going on in the in the real world outside of sitcom land. Uh, and we got all sorts of callbacks and characters popping back up, like Jimmy Woo from uh, Ant-Man and Wasp. And the internet is so true. We need to have a Jimmy Woo FBI <laughs> And he had himself a little whiteboard with all the little theories. No red strings, unfortunately. Um, we got confirmation that Geraldine is uh, Captain Monica Rambo, daughter of Maria Rambo, R.I.P. Uh, and they found out about all this weird weird shit going on there. Geraldine, or sorry, Monica got uh, yanked into Westview, where she got stuck. <laughs> and, uh, Which is, yeah, probably and, then they, and then they brought in Darcy from, from the first two Thor movies, who is now a proper doctor in astrophysics herself, <laughs> which is hilarious because that wasn't what she was studying <laughs> at all. Um, but, you know, when you get a bunch of experience in that sort of thing. Plus, I think she probably just got into astrophysics so she could figure out how to open a portal to Asgard so she could see all the hot Norse gods again. <laughs> probably. Of course, Asgard's gone now. If she wants to see the hot Norse gods, all she needs to do is go to Norway <laughs> and visit New Asgard. Um, but, and we found out that Sword is literally just as much in the dark as we are about what's going on. They don't know why this is happening. Um, they have no answers whatsoever. And yeah, so it basically just sort of showed us a, a peek under the hood, as it were. And it, we got that, frankly, uh, jump-scary moment where we saw Vision without the uh, sitcom illusion on him. Where, he he's de- where he's dead, and he's missing a chunk of his forehead. <laughs> that was one of those moments when you see him, it's like, holy shit, what the... F-? <laughs> I really want her to actually be puppeteering his dead body. That would be so creepy and cool sometimes. Well, I mean, any time that you see Wanda stepping out of the, uh, you know, Pulling, you know, stepping out of the uh, sitcom illusion, and you see that she's just so like she's not okay, <laughs> and she is literally in denial about everything, and just this is my perfect little world. Nobody better interrupt it. You know, if she's someone, literally becoming a Karen. If she gets a Karen had, haircut in a future episode, <laughs> sorry. If someone had that power, it'd be very scary, especially if we all know that person. Mm. Yeah. 
It would be very scary to see a reality warping Karen. Mm-hmm. Please, Wanda, don't go that way. Don't go there. Please, Wanda. I would like to speak to your manager. No, yeet. Yeah. I said I would like to speak to your <laughs> to manager. To the cornfield with you. Um, but yeah, so we're about to start episode five, which is titled, On a Very Special Episode, dot, 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 um, which, oh, yes. I just thought of some things we want to see. I want to see a drug, uh, anti-drug commercial now. You remember the 80s anti-drug commercials? Well, judging by the thumbnail, that that's... Like full house yeah, to me. Yeah, that Agnes there has a very 80s sort of outfit going. <laughs> she's even got the big teased, looks like she's got the teased uh, 80s hair going for her, too. And that's, that's another thing, uh, going back to last week, we uh, found out that most of the characters in the sitcom reality are literally just citizens of Westview that have been cast in these roles. Except for one. Which one? And that what character was? The first one they met. The, the first lady that they met. The one Agnes. Met. Yes. Agnes, yeah, I don't think, I, as I recall, was not on that board. So she could be somebody that has some knowledge of what's going on here. Because while Wanda is clearly has some degree of control over what's going on in Westview, there's a definite sense that somebody else is also uh, in control here. Because things that we saw in the previous episodes, in the transmissions that S.W.O.R.D. are picking up, they don't see. Like the the thing is being is being censored. Yeah, the most clear example that the sword saw was when Wanda realized that Geraldine wasn't who she said she was, and we saw her going into scary mode, starting to advance, and then there's a cut, and she's still in scary mode, and then a roll credits. Yep, and no one knew what happened to the beekeeper. Yeah, the beekeeper. We still don't know what happened to the beekeeper. Uh, we're hoping all that happened was he got yeeted out of Westview, but we have no way to confirm that because we never saw it, saw what happened. Maybe he's sipping martinis on Martai, and uh, what is that place? Uh, it's Perfect Paradise. Tahiti? Tahiti. It's a magical place. It, yep. <laughs> uh, I doubt that because Tahiti doesn't exist in Westview. <laughs> small towns, small towns, they're just so hard to escape. Oh, yeah. Um... So yeah, we're not really sure what's going on, but we're we're ready to dive into it to see what sort of weird and creepy stuff is going to happen in this episode. Which again, looks like we're we're now into the '80s. Uh, with four episodes left, I'm wondering where the cutoff for the time period is gonna is gonna come in because, well, '90s is where you're gonna get your like Friends, Seinfeld sort of stuff going on, and then once you get into the into the noughties and the and the two, and the 2010s I don't know what's I'm not as familiar with the tropes for those sorts of uh, for the for that era of sitcoms because I sort of stopped watching them around that time period yeah the only one I remember was like in the 90s was home improvement so mm-hmm. that's the last one I ever watched yeah so you know the noughties I think it, you know is probably where the cutoff's gonna come up because you know, episode five, 80s. Episode six, 90s. Episode seven, noughties. And then you have, like, two-part finale, where presumably uh, the real world will get involved again. That's true. So, anyway, that about wraps up this intro, so we'll see you after the binge. While the binge is happening, 
Thanks for listening to our podcast. Please give us a like and subscribe and spread the word. You can reach us on social media on Facebook or Twitter at BTD underscore BingeCast. The Board to Death Clan is part of the CKCC radio podcast family, including J Bunny's Music Hub, The Race Nerd Podcast, Real Paranormal Talk, Ranking Tracks, Motivational Moves, Girls Who Like, and The Nerd Table. Please consider supporting CKCC Radio on Patreon. And now, the binge is done, so let's get to the discussion. And we're back. Uh, Peanut Gallery had to step out for a bit. She may come back, she may not. Regardless, it's me and Zeke, uh, so... It's going to be shorter than usual. It's probably going to be shorter than usual, but probably not as short as if it was just me. But So now we're starting to blend uh, sitcom reality with... Uh, the meta, as it were, you know, stuff happening outside of the bubble, the hex, as they're calling it, which I think is a nice little, like, nudge, nudge, you know, wink, wink to uh, her powers in the comics, which were, you know, where she threw around, like, hex bolts or whatever as part of her powers. I would take your word for it because I'm not a big comic guy. Yeah, I'm not. I don't. I'm not as familiar with her exploits in the comics either. But I do seem to remember reading about that a great deal. But um, we got confirmation of what's happening to the people inside Westview, where it's basically Wanda's in their heads and is make basically forcing them to behave like their sitcom roles. Uh, also feeling the pain, and misery that she feels as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Monica basically confirms that she's she felt like she was drowning in grief, which leads a whole lot more credence to the whole theory that this is Wanda's coping mechanism. Though I'm curious on the fact of why her head was empty. I, that's yeah, that's true. They did like a like a scan of of uh, Monica's brain, and the results came back empty. Empty. No, that made me think that she was somehow still connected to Wanda, but I don't think that so much after the end of the episode. Or it's a case of, well, it may be like lingering effects of one of what, whatever reality warping is going on. Because as has been shown in the previous episode and in this one, things that pass through the through the through the hex are altered and changed to fit the current time, time period. period. Like with the beekeeper, it was a guy wearing basically like a radiation suit, but when he passed through the filter, it changed into the nearest thing that they could, that would fit the time period that, and also the sitcom reality and became a beekeeper's outfit. The cable that had connected him to the sword equipment, uh, you know, the end of end of it got turned into a jump rope. More of the story, if you want to work at a nuclear power plant, wear a beekeeper outfit. Uh, sure, uh, <laughs> you're, that's not going to protect you from all the radiation, but um, go for it. Um, but, like, when, one, when Monica realized that anything that passes into the hex is changed, she went and looked at her clothes, uh, which they had taken off of her and uh, were studying in the lab. She went in there, took Jimmy Woo's gun, and shot uh, her outfit, and the bullets just, like, fell, you know, it was bulletproof because she was wearing a bulletproof vest when she got pulled through. So most of the most of the 
that clothing she was wearing was like 85% Kevlar. Yep. <laughs> it's a handy little thing, but it's... Um, there were a couple of uh, more things going on there. Like Vision is starting to become aware far more that things are not normal in, uh, in Westview. Because the, the twins, the boys, go from being babies to five years old. Well, he started noticing that a little bit before that because going back to our previous episodes where we think that Wanda's controlling everything, she's kind of getting worn down, you can tell, because the people in there are going, should we take a second take of this? Well, yeah. That, and, uh, yeah. Going back to the beginning of the episode. Uh, that Before they babies turned into babies yeah, and five years uh, old. Wanda and Vision were trying to get the babies to go to sleep because they were crying constantly. And... Then Agnes shows up, as she's wont to do in the, in these circumstances, to be the to be this super helpful neighbor that's uh, always has the answers, which never exists in real life, or at least we or at least they hadn't yet identified her by that point. It's very possible that she is literally just uh, one of the Westview residents that is just given more competence than usual because that fits the narrative that that uh, Wanda's trying to push for whatever sitcom episode is going on. Maybe I have a theory on that. Yeah, well, um, we'll save it till the end. Yeah, well, when we start talking theories, because I have some going on in my head too. Uh, some of them are probably are a little bit more shaky now that, after the ending to the episode, but we'll get to that. Um, but when she volunteers to basically help get the kids to sleep, Vision goes into overprotective dad mode. First time parent. First time parent, and it's just sort of like, you know, I don't know if that's a good idea. When was the last time you watched James? As a matter of fact, just no, and. You know, Agnes sort of blinks at him and then turns to Wanda's like, did you want me to take that from the top? <laughs> Literally, like, it was like he missed his cue or uh, flubbed his line and threw her off so to the point where she's like, why don't we just start over? <laughs> like, she was waiting for Wanda to do her little blip, you yeah. know, and reset the scene thing. And Wanda didn't re- rewind anything. But she gaslighted Vision <laughs> to basically be like, oh, she, she just got a bit confused for a moment. Just literally tried to brush his concerns away, which is as troubling as anything else that's going on in all this. But by the end of the scene, the twins uh, are suddenly five years old. And alcohol makes you grow. Because she was looking for some dark alcohol for the kids. Next thing you know, they're five. Yeah. Um, and then later in the, and then uh, when we return to the episode later, the boys have found a puppy that they want to basically keep. And what, what, and when Vision uh, walks in and finds out about this, he's just sort of like, no, this is not a good idea. Uh, she, you know, he and Wanda try to basically do the whole thing basically say, well, I think you're, maybe when you're a bit older, like maybe 10? And the boys just share a look, and they're immediately like, no, 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 no! And the boys just immediately become 10 years old. Not sure what's going on there, but um, then by the, uh, and then there's like all of them like trying to take care take care of a puppy, training the, training the puppy and, and stuff. But as they're figuring out at, in the real world, you know, that Things that pass through the the hex have to fit the time period, or they're forced to fit the time period. Yep. Like the uh, like the original sword drone, the little helicopter drone that uh, Monica sent in, 
turned into like a toy helicopter. The um, you know her clo her clothes and the bulletproof vest turning into seventies clothes, and and all of that. Uh, it just you know she's you know she immediately realizes well what if we send in something that doesn't have to be changed, and so they send in like an old nineteen eighties style like drone. drone. And to try to make contact with Wanda. And Monica's just trying to talk to her. And we got a kind of a scary moment where uh, Wanda's glaring at it and we see her eyes start glowing red on a black and white transmission. <laughs> was it black and white? I thought it was uh, Yeah, that's why. The, 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 the drone camera. The drone was black and white. The drone camera yeah. was completely separate from the broadcast. Yep. <laughs> and her eyes start glowing, glowing red. And we should point out at this point that the director of S.W.O.R.D., whose name I can't remember right now... Douchebag 101 is what douche, we're Douchebag number one. Um, yeah, he, in, earlier in the episode when he started basically giving a briefing on you know what uh, Monica discovered from being inside Westview, basically was painting her as a terrorist. He's not entirely wrong with what he's pointing out, that she's essentially holding an entire town hostage. Yes, but everything yeah, and, before yeah, that, yeah. Well, and Monica takes pains to point out that she's not doing this out of a. She's not being aggressive with any of this. She, you know, she and basically trying to point out. I think what she was trying to get to the point of saying is she is going through some serious grief. You know, yes, she's messed it, messed up in the head, but she's not aggressive. We need, you know, need to be understanding to try to reach out to her rather than approach her like she's somebody dangerous that needs to be taken down. Yeah, and I, I like you have Captain Douchebag, and then you have FBI Ch Chong Ch Wu, Wu, Jimmy Wu, Jimmy Wu, who is the opposite of Douchebag. He's like, I'm trying to be paid with a nice, nice picture. He's a very nice guy. <laughs> she is, she has no secret identity. We don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah well, that that was the, that was the thing. It's just sort of like uh, when during the briefing, uh, Jimmy Wu gave a brief synopsis of Wanda's life up to like Ultron period. And that's where douchebag cut cut him off, because it was at that point, of course, that she uh, had basically been complicit in uh, causing all that destruction in the African city when she turned the Hulk violent. Yep. And all the other stuff she was doing with, with Ultron, and that she'd been like very anti sort of America, anti anti Tony Stark, especially. Uh, you know, before she earned the Avengers trust and became one of the Avengers. You know, Jimmy Woo pointed that out and. He was like, did she have any other code name or anything? It's like, no. no. <laughs> it's like, in this reality, she was never the Scarlet Witch. She was just Wanda Maximoff. <laughs> um, yeah, he came across as a real douche. And it turns out that when that drone got sent in, he had a missile put in there. Which should have broken the loophole, the, the plot hole. Because does any drones in the 1980s carry a missile? Because if it didn't, it should have been brought back to whatever a 1980s drone. Any modification to it should have been pushed back. I can't, I can't say for certain whether that whether they had armed drones from that time period. It may just be that they retrofitted it, but they like covered it in the exterior of the of the regular drone. And since Wanda didn't notice it coming through the, coming through the hex until it was at the door, basically flying right over her neighborhood. It's very possible that whatever reality warping stuff she has control over in this in Westview didn't take effect. Yeah, well, assuming that aspect that she has to see it, because 
What about or the, be aware of it? Because remember the drones before she didn't know about the drone in there because she saw the airplane. Remember, so I think the bubble has its own mind and it turns it back in. That's why I think it's a problem. There is right. something going on with with the hex in general. She has some degree of control over what's going on in, in Westview, but I don't know that she necessarily is the one. Uh, who created the whole thing. I mean, granted, I have two strikes I think she's taking advantage of its presence and her control over things in it to give her, to basically cope with her grief. Um, I have two strikes against me right now because, you know, I'm saying, I think the bubble has its own effects, but we saw the beekeeper get yee out of there. Well, we we still don't know what happened to the beekeeper. Well, she said no, but he disappeared. He disappeared. And then we have the drone, which means two against me, one for me, hopefully, so. Well, but... At around the same time that, um, uh, that Monica came to the realization of we could send something in that's already '80s to to avoid the hex control, you know, re- rewriting it. We saw a scene with uh, Vision at Computational Services, you know, his workplace in in the, in the sitcom reality, where they're getting their first their first computers in the office. And how does that make you feel? Does it bring back some flashback memories? Getting your first computer? My first computer didn't have anything like those those capabilities. When you, know, you didn't have those those kind of computers back in the day. <laughs> I, you, I, you are trying to you are trying to, to make fun of the fact that I that I am older than you. I used those computers back at school. My school was dirt cheap. We had flash drives. By flash drives, I mean floppy drives that you actually floppy around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the old the old. Uh, Five and a half or whatever. Yeah, I, I, I remember I, those. I, I remember mean, those. The, 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 the believe it or not, the computers that I had used in school were exactly like that. Mm-hmm. You probably got the hand me downs from like my from like my school. More than likely, because you as you said, your school was dirt cheap. Dirt cheap. But anyway, um, but during that scene, as he's trying, as Vision is trying to explain to to Norm in the office what. Uh, you know, what's going, you know, what computers can do. He makes some joke crack about surfing the internet. And I'm just thinking to myself, they didn't have the internet in the 80s, or at least you wouldn't wouldn't have been able to access it from your, from your workplace in the 80s. It would have been some DARPA project that uh, hadn't yet seen the light of day. Big, uh, big computer that took over. Al, Al Gore had not yet invented the internet by that point. Um, but lo and behold, when he fires it up, we get like the modem dialing thing, and then an email comes up, but it's a sword email. And as Norm starts reading it out, everybody else in the office starts reading it out at the same time. Which I would like to mention this happens before the drone. So, my thought process was they sent yeah. an email in there to see what would happen because when they were saying, Hey, let's send something back in the 80s, I thought, Did they really just send an email in there from the 80s? I think. I, I'm still not sure what the deal was with that, but it started breaking the illusion hard oh, yeah. vision to the point where he, when he tried to like interact with the computer, like fit, fritzed out, and he then turned to Norm, who's still all like you know wacky sitcom you know coworker guy, just sort of like touched him on the temples, and the guy comes out of Wanda's control and starts freaking out. <laughs> It's just like looking for a phone. He's like, I need to call. I need to call my family. You need to stop her. You need to stop her. Which brought something up to my mind. Remember the first words the guy booped back in when he when they were in the hospital. I need to find a phone to call my family. 
Well, yeah, the, uh, you're talking last episode when we saw when we saw the the D blip. Yeah, uh, yeah, there was something similar to that, but that was we don't know where specifically uh, Monica was when that all went down. Probably wasn't in New Jersey. Yeah. Um, so, regardless. Uh, <clears throat> You know, but then, down. like, Vision basically zapped the guy back into norm mode. Uh, zapped him back to normal. Ah. Um, so, you, just to stop the guy from freaking out, but you could tell that Vision... Mm, yeah. I like the fact that that's a good acting skill. Like, you, know, you went from, happy I don't crack cocaine, to, oh my god, the world's going to end! Then, and then go back to... Hi. <laughs> What are we gonna? Where are we gonna put on? The, are we, how are we gonna? What are we gonna say to say to the email? You're the funny guy in the office. <laughs> hmm. Well, and then we found out sort of what the very special episode uh, thing was really was. Uh, well, I'm getting ahead of myself because then we got the drone, and we saw the uh, when Wanda's eyes started glowing red. The feed from the drone cut out right around the time that uh, douchebag ordered the ordered the drone strike shoot the missile at the and then suddenly alarms start going off and basically basically every single like sword agent with a with a gun you know went out there with the and they had like the little green green laser sight thing as well uh, and, and they all trained them on Wanda as she came out in her Avengers outfit yep dragging out the wreckage of the drone and basically told Sword, stay the, stay out of my my home. <laughs> this is my home. Do not touch it. And you know, Monica tried to reach out to her. It's just like she, and basically trying to tell her, I didn't know that it was armed, and you know that. And basically was trying. Underneath everything that's going on, Wanda subconsciously wants to be stopped, or wants someone to help her. Yeah, she has some some serious degree of control going on here, and there is something somebody's doing doing a mental whammy to her. Oh yeah, whether it's Agnes or not, we you know, or somebody else, it's not yet clear. But uh, this is like a very serious grief and coping mechanism for her. But yeah, she she also showed showed just how dangerous she could be. Because she, when she told off douchebag and just like stay out of my town, and she had started, you know, pulling up some of her powers, she then mentally controlled all of the agents with the guns to point them at douchebag as she just walked back to the to the hex and you know back out of there, and then all the guards basically came back came back to their senses. But it was like one of those moments, like if you say or do the wrong thing, they will fill you full of lead. We have guns pointed at your Leo. Mm-hmm. Please tempt us. Right. And, but when she got back into uh, sitcom land, Sparky, their, the, bo- the, the boy's uh, puppy, had run off. And uh, you got a real good sense that... Uh, you know, again, with the sitcom, uh, star, the sitcom folks in Westview, subtly, you know, sort of nudging that we know that Wanda's doing this to us. We're not happy about it, but we can't stop her with the mailman. Yep. You know, and he's just sort of like, if your mother's not going to let him stay missing for long. Yeah. <laughs> it was one of those sort of like, he knows. <laughs> but. Everybody knows. Oh, yeah. Like I said, I think. Sparky. Ate a bunch of uh, Agnes's azaleas. Eight. 
Well, Air Sparky was dead. Well, yes. That that's that's what it comes down to. Sparky was dead, and the boys were just like saying to Wanda, "Like you can just bring him back." And Wanda's trying to impress on them that uh, that's not, that you can't do that. Yeah. Th- this is where her subconscious is is coming in. She is trying. She she knows that what she did with Vision because we got confirmation that's that is Vision's body that yes. is being puppeted because we saw a clip when Douchebag was doing his uh, was doing his briefing that Wanda basically broke into a sword facility and stole his body and apparently Vision had a will a living will he, that he did not want to be turned into a weapon yes see yeah. I'm having flashbacks of good. Shield with sword because didn't Shield kind of just do questionable things at some point in times? And... Yes, but uh, Shield at the time was also infiltrated at the very root by Hydra. Yes, you think Sword is in the is has been infiltrated by Hydra agents? You know, Hydra agents are someone who's not ki good, just more ki. I want to see the word burn. Um, well, they look into the void. The, the void is, back. The thing is, anybody that was well, a lot of Hydra's agents uh, were exposed when uh, when Natasha leaked all of Shield's secrets at the end of uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah, it's possible that there are still some out there that uh, that weren't named because we saw with Strucker and the Hydra ba- bases in Age of Ultron. Not every Hydra uh, facility or or agent was necessarily named straight away. They were aware that there were still some out there, but they didn't necessarily have information on where they all were. But we're thinking Hydra. I'm thinking more AIM. It's true. It could be AIM, but we still don't know the significance of the Hex. That's true. Well, the Hex is something that's questionable. Yeah. And I'm sure we'll get some answers by the end of, by the, end of the series. But... Um, yeah, uh, Wanda and then Vision when he when he walked up tried to impress upon the boys that it's just sort of like there are some things you can't take back. You can't you can't just make them go away. You have to sort of move past and accept it. This is her grief and coping mechanism. She wa- she is trying to move past her losses. You know, uh, her brother and then and then Vision, five years of her life. <laughs> Um, and all of and all of that, and yeah, she's going about it entirely the wrong way. Oh yeah. But I think this is part. This is part of it. And but at the end of the episode, Vision, straight up, you know, still in sitcom land, straight up tells her that he ta- that he talked to Norm without her oversight. And Wanda tries to basically, without rewinding it. Because uh, I think she's starting to realize that uh, she can't keep doing that. Um, you know, Wanda tried to sort of nope out of out of there by basically, you know, it's like, why don't we just? And he's like, sit down and watch TV, so, so so we can then go to bed and and you can change everything again. Typical wife and husband scenario. Get in the fight. I want to go this way. Doesn't matter which side you're on. Just, I want to go that way and avoid it. Not that you're speaking from personal experience. Oh at all. no, one bit. <laughs> um. Yeah, uh, she is very clearly trying to avoid. Nope, nope, avoid, nope, nope. You know, and she, to the point where she starts rolling the credits, and Vision keeps talking over them. You know, and to the, and to the point where they're like both like getting ready to fight, and we find out he doesn't remember anything. 
before Westview. Yeah, that's got to suck. Um, and you know he's that you know he is free, he is very concerned about what's going on. He's like, why are there no other children in Westview? The play again. He points out that there's a playground in town that's been there since you know day one, and no, and there there's never been any children. He walks by every day to work. But on his way to work, you know, and she doesn't have an answer for it. And she, but then you basically find out that she tries to play off the whole idea that she's controlling everyone in town because she points out how much how much work that would be, you know, having people go to their like dentist appointments, go to work, and do all these other things. That's just sort of like implying she is not in complete control of what's going on there. I think she's only really has oversight over people that are in scene with her or that anything in the broadcast, uh, boom, her control extends over to, over to them. Yep. If you're an extra walking by in the background, you're you're in sitcom happy Pleasantville mode. Until she pulls you on the set. And, or throws you throws you into the set. Yeah. <laughs> um, it leads a you know shows further furthermore what was going on with uh, with Herb in episode three when he was starting to cut through the through the through the through the fence like that. I, I can't slow down. I can't take the camera off me. It's just sort of like, it, he's just sort of like I was trying to I was trying to get away, but now the camera's on me, and now I have to be Herb again. Stop it, please. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's it's all, that's all just real kind of scary. Oh, it's all dark. Oh, yeah, it's getting real dark. But at the end, as Wanda is trying to basically admit to, well, she admits to Division that she isn't in control of all this, suddenly the doorbell rings. Mm-hmm. And and Vision gives her this look, and she's like, I didn't make, I didn't do that. <laughs> Again, speaking from personal experience, he, I've had he, this argument. And and she, and he's he's like, I, lo- I can't, bl- I don't believe you anymore. I'd love to believe you, but I'm not going to. Yeah, it's just like you know, after what he's come to realize, he can't do that anymore. And she, go, so she goes to answer the door, and it's Pietro, but it's not her Pietro. Yeah, <laughs> this is Evan Peters. <laughs> this is the Pietro from X Men universe, from the first class universe. How you doing there? You in the Wong movie set? And he's just sort of like you know, and you know, he's just sort of like. Aren't you going to say hi to your brother? <laughs> and she's looking at him in confusion because this is not something that she had anything to do with. Yeah. But she's sort of clinging to the whole idea of, you know, it's my brother. Sort of. <laughs> um, and that's where the episode ends. Uh, so, yeah, that sort of blows blows a whole bunch of things out of whole bunch of theories out of my mind uh, but one of the ones that I'd been I'd been thinking about since uh, last week especially with the way she's sort of updating the time period I'm wondering if she is not trying to basically work her way towards the present day with what's going on to you know so that she can then once she's basically gotten her, you know established her her happy little family life, and that once they reach like the present day with it, and you know she has a loving husband and two and two lovely sons, that maybe then she'll let the bu- that she would then let the bubble sort of fade, and then, boom, it's reality. 
That is if she's controlling the bubble. Yes, you know we, you know, and I don't think she is. She, I don't think she now. I don't think she's the one who made the hex. She is taking advantage of it, but she is not the one in control of the hex. She did not put the hex there. Um, and, and yeah, I'm just you know the the part at the end there with. Uh, wrong Pietro showing up was just sort of like, um, what? <laughs> it was, you know, there, that raises a whole new slew of questions, but when we realized who who it was and that it's not the right one, I was like, multiverse! <laughs> yes, the portals have been opening now. Time to open up the gateways. Mm-hmm. Well, we already know from, from all the various news uh, that, that we've seen about Spider-Man Three about Homecoming three, that they're going to be bringing in characters or actors from the previous Spider-Man movies. In theory, but you in mo- theory you more want to go with the multiverse uh, Doctor Doctor Strange in the, the Multiverse of Madness. Madness because he's supposed to this is supposed to take some kind of effect in that one and the Multiverse of Madness. Let's forget about Spider-Man for right now because Spider-Man has his own universe. This is going to be except Spider-Man Homecoming, the Homecoming movies. Are in the MCU. I understand that, but most of the time with Spider-Man, it's the Spider-Verse, not the Multiverse. This is fair. Therefore, it's like well, but here's the thing: how much overlap is there? That's where the fun's going to begin. Is the Spider-Verse part of the greater MCU multiverse? Well, I gotta say, you're is or is Spider-Verse its own thing? They better make a joke if they're going to do some of Spider-Man here. Your friendly <laughs> neighborhood Spider-Man. Your friendly multiverse Spider-Man. No, it's friendly neighbor. It's like, hey, I'm your friendly neighbor from next door. You need a cup of milk? <laughs> <laughs> if Tom like, Holland were to pop up, coming by to get a get a get a cup of milk yep. or something. <laughs> oh God, it was you know there is. I don't know what's going on now, and I'm wondering if next episode, if we're still going to be 80s, or if they're going to jump forward to 90s. Probably you're going to jump forward to 90s. Yeah, I mean, he did mention what, so we can go to bed and reset, and you can change the whole house again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Vision's becoming aware of this sort of thing now. Next episode, when they update to the 90s, because I'm getting sort of a full house vibe now with him suddenly showing up. Well, sort of a full house kind of vibe in general with this episode. I will say creepy as heck. Drawing of the oh, family. The, 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 open, the opening, the opening uh, credit sequence for WandaVision, the sitcom. Yes. Uh, was, you know, started with like a black and white, like pencil drawing sort of outline picture of Wanda vision and the boys uh you know and it's you know that starts filling in the color and we see like get a little montage of like them as them as babies and as children as young young adults before getting to you know current you know current uh age of them including baby vision (laughs) which was just kind of hilarious and then we got you know and then it's like introducing tommy and billy (laughs) Not just Tommy and Billy, it's, and Billy! Exclamation point. <laughs> Which makes you ask, how do they get pictures of them growing up when they grow up five years like that? It's sitcom logic. Don't think about that. How do they get pictures of baby vision? He's never been a baby. They shrink him. He, his powers don't work like that. He does have the ability to morph around a little bit. Yes, but he doesn't, like, size change. That we know of. Everybody's powers have been changing slowly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's a fair point. Um, it's yeah, we still don't know how the hex really works or what Wanda's degree of control over. Wanda, it is. Went, I want a baby picture. 
you're now a baby, basically. Um, but it's like the boys having some degree of control over the, themselves like that, and that Wanda's powers don't work on them. We saw that as a baby when she tried to be like, go to sleep. And the babies kept crying. She was like, go to sleep. They wrapped her. <laughs> like, your powers they, they mean the, nothing they to us. They put the pacifiers in the mouths and they just spat them back out again. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's like a whole bunch of questions. Yeah, we're, we're, it's like, we still don't really know anything of what's going on. They got to do a whole bunch of explanations by the in like the finale or something. I just want to know, with these movies coming up and this being a tie-in, I wonder how much of it's going to affect... Like, if you didn't watch WandaVision, God help you with Spider-Man 3 or... Um, Multiverse of Madness. I cannot memorize it, save my life. Doctor Strange 2. Just Doctor, Strange, Doctor Strange 2. When Doctor Strange 2 comes up, it's like, wait, why is Wanda here? What's going on? And that's, I, I'm sure, something that they that they are working with their writers about. It's like, they, if they're smart, at least, they will sit down... They have, like, a sit-down with all of the writers... For it's like okay, we're in phase four. Here's what here's the plan. Here's the here's the uh, plan for release order of things. Here's here's the overarching thing we're going to be going with for uh, phase four, which might be all multiverse related. All I gotta say is I know how they're gonna fix this problem. Remember, Spider-Man three comes out before Doctor Strange two. So what they're gonna do is they're gonna have Tom Holland's go, and this is what you missed. Spoiler mode. <laughs> um, possibly. But I'm wondering now if the multiverse aspect isn't going to be the overarching thing of Phase 4. Like, Phase 1 was um, the Avengers. Yes. Uh, and the Tesseract was a major part of everything that was going on there. Phase 2 uh, was, you know, dealing with all of the Infinity... Introducing the concept of the Infinity Stones as the MacGuffins that were... Involved in everything. Yes. And then phase three was Thanos and everything leading up to uh, Infinity War and Endgame. Yes. Now we're in phase four, post Thanos. And but we and now we have and we have Homecoming three has been conf- you know has apparently is having some multiverse aspect to it. Yes. They already intro- and they already introduced the concept of a, of the multiverse in Far From Home. No. Well, no, no, no. See, but while the, know, while, 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 the, while the multiverse thing there was a lie, they they introduced the concept yes. of it. The, now, now with wrong Pietro showing up, I mean, they they really practically said. I mean, if you take out all the Spider Man, they, they've always said Doctor Strange is going to be in Spider Man Three. So there's your gateway. Yeah. And we know and Doctor Strange two being about the multiverse of madness aspect of it, and you know, it, I I think the multiverse is going to be involved in all this. And plus, we can't forget Loki. Mm. The Loki series is in an alternate timeline, therefore an alternate universe. Yep. And while it's not clear what's going on there from the trailer, it seems to imply that there's a lot of like jumping between universe stuff going on there. I do think that the multiverse is going to be the sort of the new MacGuffin of uh, of the of the MCU, like the Infinity Stones were through phases one through three. You know, it was the, it was the thing that was sort of driving so many of the plots is that you know that there's one of these things in play or somebody's or it's in, implied in in some some way. That's true. I hope they they go with the because there was a theory back in the day before. 
uh, all this happened, where they will have a Galactus threat level and a down to earth threat level. So like you have Galactus and then yeah, you the, might have you, you have your cosmic level threat. Yep. And like Thanos you, was, but now Galactus would be would be a great one. And then you have like Doctor Doom down there on the planet side going, "Ha ha ha! I'm gonna destroy the universe." Kind of like in Age of Ultron. We knew Thanos was out there because they introduced him at the in the stinger of Avengers. Yep. Um, but he didn't factor into the plot in Ultron because Ultron was your Earth level threat. Yep. You know, and that is how you want to approach these things. You dr- you drip feed things for the cosmic level threat, the arc villain, as it were. But then you have uh, somebody else that is you know the main driving driver of the force presently of, of the of the plot presently. Like in uh, in the first Avengers movie, Loki was was your heavy, the guy driving driving the plot. Thanos was out there manipulating things. Yep. Same with same with Ultron, and then uh, Civil War. You know, Thanos did. You know, well, we didn't really see much of Thanos really until Infinity War, uh, where he finally sort of got up off his off his throne to start being like. I'm gonna start collecting stones now. I guess I gotta get off my butt and do some work. Be a member he, he of man. Liter- yeah, it's just literally. Well, as we saw at the end of the Age of Ultron, where he put on the gauntlet and just goes, "Fine, I'll do it myself." <laughs> um, yeah, there's still a lot of questions here, and with Wrong Pietro being there, I'm gonna keep calling him that because it's not the right Pietro for 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 our Wanda. Yes. He is Pietro, but he is not the he is not the right Pietro. Which makes me I don't remember because I don't remember much of the movies for X Men. Was there a well a, a Wanda, Wanda in, in 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 the first class first class uh, series? Yeah. She was a, she was much younger than Pietro. Okay, or so Peter was... as he was as he was called in the uh, in the uh, the newer X Men movies. He wasn't Pietro; he was Peter. But um, yeah, Wanda was like five years old. And Peter was a teenager. Okay, there was a yeah. They one. weren't they weren't twins. They weren't twins in uh, the X Men movies. Um, so yeah, it's you know I'm wondering how his presence is going to throw things off if he is something that she conjured up. Nope, I don't think so. Oh yeah, you know, or if it's a case of she wanted Pietro back, and because. There's some sort of multiverse aspect to the hex. It tried to pull a Pietro into reality for for her sitcom world, but it got the wrong one. I uh, yeah, I don't think so. I think I'm just spitballing ideas because I don't have any answers either. <laughs> I think it's the bubble trying to derail a situation where I can't handle it because it's because going with Vision Vision pushing things. Vision pushing things. And Wanda envisioned fighting at this point in time, bad plan because that's gonna really shake up the bubble. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, so I need to fix this. Uh, uh, uh. It's because you know Vision we know is is very powerful in his own right. Yes, um, but Wanda is one of the few people on the on the planet that it can actually destroy him. We saw we saw her rip you know the you know rip the Mind Stone out of his out of his head and well destroy the Mind Stone. Uh, in in Infinity War, and she almost killed Thanos, which they mentioned, which which Jimmy Woo did mention during during Douchebag's briefing. Um, uh, no, I thought no, it was it was um, no, 
Jimmy Woo did did say that. Monica a, Monica then pointed out it's like and she probably would have she probably would have done it if uh, Thanos hadn't decided to call down a blitz. And then what's his name mentioned Captain Marvel? Uh, yeah. Um, well, it's just like she was. Yeah, somebody made some comment about how Lana was probably the only person that probably could have done it. And Jimmy Woo goes, Captain. Yeah, my money was was on Captain Marvel, and you saw Monica just immediately like, yeah. <laughs> there's some there's some issues there because, well, let's not forget. Captain Marvel, after her movie, kind of went off into the universe yep. for 30 years. <laughs> Get her Green Lantern out there. And didn't really c- come back as far as, we, as far as we know. We don't know exactly everything that happened between the end of Captain Marvel and uh, when she showed up uh, in Endgame. But, yeah... <laughs> And the fact that she's still not sort of hanging around Earth because she's just sort of like, Earth has the Avengers and other planets don't, <laughs> kind of thing. She, yeah, as you said, doing her Green Lantern. Yep, <laughs> Green Lantern. Her Green Lantern thing. Well, especially because the Nova Corps, you know, probably got eradicated by Thanos. Yeah. Well, no, because when we saw Thanos in Infinity War, he already had the power, the uh, the Purple Stone, which had been left in the care of the, the Nova Corps at the end of Guardians 1. This is true. He already had that stone, which basically implies he went and he took it. This is now mine. Oh, God. It's like, yeah. It's just, you know, so no Nova Corps around to basically bolster, uh, to provide some, uh, sta- to provide stability and peacekeeping in the, in the galaxy. Yeah, that's going to, that's going to screw things up. Just, 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 um, so yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot going on. Um, we still we don't have answers, but we're we're still down to figure out what what's going on. I'm glad they started mixing things together. I oh, don't yeah. I don't like here's a sitcom, here's real life. With, uh, they mix everything up, and now it's kind of blending in together, which I like that better. Yeah, the sitcom reality worked for the first three episodes with little hints that there was wrong yeah. stuff going on, but um, now that they're pulling back the curtain. Showing us what's going on in the in the real world outside sitcom land. Yeah, because at episode four, uh, I've been t- saying this to a bunch of guys that live here with us. I've been watching hour long TV shows, and episode four felt so short because of all the epilogues stuff like that. And then I mean, it is seven minutes shorter than what we just watched. Well, all you know, looking at uh, the previous Wandavision episodes, yeah, they all were. Basically about half an hour long. You know, yeah. 29 minutes, 36 minutes, 32 minutes, and then episode 4, 34 minutes. It was actually longer than any of the previous episodes. Keep in mind, you have to take out the five minutes of the of the credits and then the, the credits of that, languages. That, 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 that's fair. But that still doesn't really change too much of it. It's still within the same thing. This one, on a very special episode, episode 5, is actually the longest one yet. Yes, and it actually felt it, though. Mm-hmm. Like... Just, had, just just a little bit. It wasn't too long, but it wasn't too short. It had just right on one time. It's almost talk. like uh, when Wanda stepped outside of the bubble for that, you know, outside of the hex to threaten Sword. It's like that sort of, because she stepped outside of the sitcom land for a little bit, it extended the episode. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> if that's what, if that was actually the thing, I, I'd like to go back in time. How long, how long it was from when she started coming out of, out of the hex to when she walked back into it. 
how much extra time that was and see how long that sort of if that adds add, added significantly to the to the time because if so that's a that's a very interesting meta meta way to play with uh, the format oh man it's, it's definitely uh, waiting for the and next we, and, oh and the, with the fake commercials we got another one of the fake commercials things yes we did um, and again it's still sort of showing that it's aspects of of Wanda's past because this one was for paper towels Lagos brand <laughs> the bounty of the universe well, does exist yeah uh, but well at least in sitcom land it does not nece- we not necessarily in uh, standard MCU Earth, <laughs> because Lagos was was the name of this that was where uh, Wanda accidentally blew up a building at the, be- at the beginning of uh, Civil War that's true uh, which led to the Sokovia Accords getting uh, created because there were some Wakandans in that building. <laughs> By some, you mean the king? No, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about at the beginning when they were when they were fighting Crossbones. Oh yeah, the Crossbones fight. I forgot about that. Because he had like a he had like a, a bomb strapped to himself, and she trapped him in like a bubble, and was just trying to lift him up out of out of the area. But she lost control for a moment. Boom! The explosion was released and destroyed a building, and there were some Wakandans in that building that died. The king died later in somewhere in Europe when they were drafting the Sokovia Accords, and um, when Zemo uh, blew up a bomb oh, yeah, and right. then pinned it on the Winter Soldier. That's why. Right. Um, so yeah, there's yeah the Lagos thing was just sort of like uh, for when you know the tagline or something. The commercial ended with like for cleaning up a mess that wasn't your fault, <laughs> something like that. And always, or, someone spills something and then the husband spills it next. Yeah, it was it was very much sort of playing on like she still feels guilt over all of that. There's a whole lot of like uh, the subconscious stuff going on with uh, Wanda and all this is makes makes for very interesting for very interesting stuff. Makes for interesting television. Why yes, <laughs> but I think that'll about wrap it up. Uh, if uh, granted, if uh, Chris were here, we'd probably be going for like another twenty minutes because yeah, we, 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 we would be speculating all sorts of stuff. Yeah, we'll be getting him back in for a later episode. If nothing else, we'll do a rap cast with him. Um, if we can't get him back in for uh, by the time episode nine rolls around, uh, we'll definitely do a rap cast with him, which will go up, but probably won't go up on a. On a weekend, like most of our regular stuff, we'll put it up as soon as we get it done. As a bonus feature, here's a bonus DVD thing for at Bingecast on this episode. <laughs> but yeah, that uh, that'll wrap up this this edition of the Bingecast. So, for Zeke and the Peanut Gallery, I'm Jay, and we'll see you next time for the children. For the children. Thanks for listening to the Board to Death Bingecast. Be sure to check out our library of past podcasts via CKCC Radio or via our YouTube channel and give us a like and subscribe. We'll see you after our next binge.